Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I am your host, Ryan Fowler. Pumped up for this next interview, guys. New Hampshire running back Dylan Lauby, one of the premier running backs in the entire 2024 NFL draft. Dylan, appreciate you joining me, man. I know this has been a pretty pre-draft process for you. How's everything been here these last few weeks? Thank you for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been crazy so far, man. But, but you know what? It's been fun. It's been fun. I've been enjoying it every single day, man. It's been good. Take me through these last few weeks, man. Maybe some things in your game that maybe you're trying to iron out, improve upon. I mean, I know you got obviously a very versatile game, not yeah. just a guy that can run the ball, but also create in space. Maybe some things that you're looking to fine-tune here over these last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, of course, especially coming to the combine uh, next week. Um, I think I'm trying to sharpen up, kind of just, I would say, my biggest thing is probably my agility as like a running back because uh, I think I've been kind of very – uh, particular with me as like a receiver especially during the uh recent bowl week i was very um in tune to that just being a uh, receiving threat and i think now i kind of especially at the combine uh, i'm going to be purely a running back there so once you know, i've been kind of just focused on that um yeah and plus like i think everyone thinks i'm that versatile receiving back so mm-hmm. i still want to show everyone hey i'm still that all around back that can still ground and pound and carry the ball a bunch of times and show everyone, hey, like I can still play as a running back uh, first, second, and third down. So, yeah. Absolutely. Look, Dylan, for those out there that maybe didn't turn on New Hampshire football throughout the year or didn't see you down at the Senior Bowl, what are teams getting in Dylan Lowby, not just as a player on the football field, but a man in the locker room as well? Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, just be uh, being a captain um, my senior year and then my senior year in high school too. I've kind of taken that responsibility of being a leader on and off the field. Um, and the reason that I think that that is is because once again, like I'm a person that loves this game. I will bleed for this game. Um, a lot of people outside the game have hobbies of maybe fishing or different sports, yeah. but like this is just my dream and this is all all I want to do. Like I don't really have a hobby outside of this because the thing that I love to do is play football and and this has been my dream since I was six. So once again, like I just love this game so much and I'm telling you, uh, there's no one in this draft that loves this game more than me. So once again, you're having a guy that cares for every single person in that locker room and everyone and, and care for the staff. So once again, like I'm going I'm to truly try and inspire everyone around me, but overall, like I just care for everyone and just truly love this game. Dylan, take me into your time, man, at New Hampshire, and not, not only how it shaped you as a player. Obviously, you were you were literally all everything at, at, at New Hampshire, all everything, and <laughs> all American it. running back, all, all purpose, yeah. everything. But how did it shape you as a player, help you evolve? Because obviously, coming in out of high school, it's it's a little bit different, right? Open eyes and college yeah. ball. How did it evolve you as a player and as a young man as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you and H, man, um, especially. Going to a smaller school, but also it was also a school that, especially in the FCS, it was a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, and that started with Coach Mack and Santos, all the great uh, coaches there, and they kind of instilled. Um, a, actually, it was, it was pretty cool. They instilled a motto into us. It was called FIO, Figure It Out. Basically, just saying, "Hey, like at the end of the day, like we're all independent kids, and we kind of just have to find our way." And it's it's not going to be someone that they aren't going to be holding our hands and 
guide us through. It's something that you got to almost like find it on your own. And it kind of has been a uh, staple in my mind since I was a freshman there. And I think it's kind of pushed me to be that um, great player because once again, just like they are figuring out in that fourth quarter of a game or during the day or in the off season, there's so much things that you kind of have to work through and there's so much adversity that actually hits and once again just knowing that like i've been through that especially at unh man it it's helped me out so much talk to me a little bit more dylan about your versatility and your explosiveness i know you mentioned you're at the combine you're looking forward to showcasing the people look i I can be that early down back as well and create it within the tackles but you got to talk to you about your out running as far as a guy you know how the game has changed at the position but Uh just talk to me Uh and expand a little bit on that explosiveness and and versatility and how that's going to translate to the next level where you're going to be a chess piece and you're just going to force defensive coordinators to stay up late at night (laughs) thanks i appreciate that but um so my coaches, we actually, my senior year spring, um, I was all in the slot out wide as X, Z, H, um, and I maybe played a handful of plays a week as a running back. So basically I was all receiver and I was learning as a uh, receiver too. So I was learning the route tree. Um, I was doing um, Indy with the receiver. So once again, I, I wasn't even a running back for all spring. I was learning all the concepts, um, how to run around for zone versus man, um, how to block out wide, um, how, how to, um, attack a press, a uh, uh, press man. Um, and, and it's kind of, I think it evolved my game to uh, uh, something special. And when that fall season came, I've, I've already played running back my whole life so once again that when that when 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 it was time for me to play running back or receiver i was co- i was comfortable in both so i'm gonna give a bunch of credit to my coaches to my trainers so once again just me and them allowing to me allow me to be a versatile player um and kind of accepting me that hey i want to be that role of of that workhorse player yeah um just kind of helped me out so much Dylan, you got to talk to me about your experience down in Mobile. And for those, you know, there's some people out there that look at helmet decals and say, well, that, that kid can't play. Well, obviously, you went down to Mobile against, you know, some of the top power five talent programs in the country. And show, show, not only you need to you belong, but obviously you could thrive with the best competition in the country. So just talk about your experience down yeah. in Mobile, getting the invite from Jim Nagy and his staff and going up there and strapping up and compete. Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, it was a huge honor for me. I mean, especially a kid coming from... New Hampshire, man. I mean, that's just crazy to even think about. Yeah. Um, and especially coming from a small school, there was only, I think, four four of us there out of the hundred and something guys there. So once again, it was a very small group of us. Um, but I never kind of consider myself a outlier there. Yeah. Because um, I've been training with all the top guys since day, uh, day one. But you don't really know that you belong unless unless you actually like do it and actually see for yourself like uh, firsthand and um i was super confident i went in there and then uh and it was just fun it was just fun i enjoyed every second of it man i competed and really i wasn't even focused on the decals of the helmet and where they came from man i was just playing football man it's, it's it's just once again it's just something that i love to do um and jim has been 
awesome too. Um, he when he when he in, invited me, man, it was a uh, it was just crazy because it was actually um, one of my last games of the season. I was in my hotel um, Friday night before the big game, and uh, I got a uh, call from my agent mm-hmm. um and it was actually a call with with my dad too and they're like yeah you just got you just got the invite to the recent game so um so that was i was like oh my god so it was once again it was a huge honor for me and my family and i appreciate jim and the whole and the whole staff there i learned so much um and also the players there man were just unbelievable they were on they they were nice they were an unbelievable athletes um but just i mean the whole week overall was just just an unreal real experience for me dylan you obviously have your own individual skill set right and but when you look at guys that are maybe active or inactive at the running back position and and how it's changed over these last few years as far as guys that want to come on the field and third down and go in the slot or on the perimeter and make something happen in space are there guys maybe that you look at in today's game and say i want to take a few things from their game maybe add it into mine oh, yeah Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's a couple guys that I would say from Alvin Kamara. I mean, mm-hmm. once again, he's probably if not the most underrated running back uh, right now. Miles um, Eckler, who's yeah. an un- unbelievable threat um, as a running back, a receiver, and then of course the best uh, running back right now is uh, Christian McCaffrey. Right. And uh, I think once again, I grew up watching him. So once again, I've always tried to. And by the way, he plays. So yeah, I mean, those are the three guys, and I think I kind of try and um, try to showcase my game uh, game around. So yeah, I'd say it's those three guys. Dylan, we talked about your game, man. When you're on the field and you're strapped up and ma- making defenders look silly in space, man. But <laughs> what are some things you like to do when you're off the field? You're a gaming guy. You like to cook. What are some things yeah. Dylan Alby likes to do? So, but once again, like I said before, I, I like I like focusing on football but yeah. there's probably a few things that i like to do and actually so i'm down here in florida now and uh i love playing pickleball listen okay. if that's a game <laughs> that you haven't tried playing yet i'm saying hey go try it it is so fun uh it's like a it's like a, a mixture of like ping pong badminton tennis all like it in one so it's uh super fun and then at night i'll try and play like a couple times like a a video game like Madden Black Ops or something just quick with my friends and stuff but yeah but really beside besides that man it's that's really it so I've heard pickleball I know pickleball's been yeah. a new craze man but is oh it a, is God. it is it good is it would be all right to say that pickleball is lazy tennis or is it not <laughs> I don't think so oh, you know what it's hard to say I've never been a tennis person right um, but I think it's easier to get into pickleball than tennis. Um, but all I have to say is I will get my butt kicked by some 80 <laughs> year old dude with knee braces on. Um, he can barely walk and he'll just pick me apart the whole time. So listen, it's a very frustrating game if you just, uh, started out. So yeah, it's definitely a game that's, uh, super fun. Absolutely, Dylan. Look, last one for you, man. We'll get you out of here. Yeah. When you look back on this process, when you're a kid and you first put on a helmet and you put on shoulder pads, you didn't even know which way they were they were to go on the first time you were put them on, man. And now you're in this pre-draft process and you're looking to become the first running back to be drafted out of New Hampshire in a long, long, long time. How yeah. special is that moment going to be for you and your family when you hear your name called in April? 
to be honest, I don't think it's even hit me yet. Um, I mean, I mean, when that day comes, man, I'm going to be so excited. I'm going to try and not to cry, but if it happens, it happens. And right. It's definitely been something that me, me and my family have been waiting for a long, long time. And the amount of sweat and blood that they've sacrificed for, uh, for me has been something that I'll never forget from my brothers to my mom and dad. And they've really been my rock the whole time. So once again, I can't thank them enough, but uh, it's definitely be something that I've been dreaming about since once again, because I think, I think I remembered when I was in kindergarten, we had like something where I was like, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and the thing I've always said was I want to be in the NFL. And now this day is kind of coming up and it's yeah. like right there. So it's, it's so crazy to me, but once again, I'm just going to enjoy every second of it from the combine, my pro day, this whole couple next couple months is going to be such a surreal day. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. And uh, I'm going to do it with my family. All right, everyone. That is my conversation with running back Dylan Lauby from New Hampshire. Not just one of the premier FCS prospects in the class. Don't look at the helmet decal and get yourself fooled. The kid can absolutely play football and is going to come into an NFL offense in 2024 when you need modern chess pieces to make defenses play in sub, get lighter guys on the field, and just force teams to cover every single blade of grass That is what Dylan Lowby is going to do and force teams to do for a long, long time, wherever he lands in the NFL. So hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. A lot more of these to come. I'm on X if you don't follow me already at underscore Ryan Fowler. All my work is at Bleacher Report and the Draft Network. Podcasts can be found at all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them, you can find us at Commanding the Huddle. So as always, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. I am Ryan Fowler, and this is Commanding the Huddle. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.